This episode of Truth Table is brought to you by our NAACP Image Award-nominated book, Truth Table, Black Women's Musings on Life, Love, and Liberation. Get it where all books are sold. PenguinRandomHouse.com Sisters, how y'all feel? Brothers, y'all all right? If this is your first time at Truth Table, welcome to the table. And if you've been sitting at the table with us all these years, we are so grateful that you have been listening to us through these years, and we are inviting you to partner with us and support our work at patreon.com slash truthstable. Now pull up a chair and have a seat at the table with us. Hey y'all, welcome to Truth's Table, Midwives of Culture for Grace and Truth. I'm Kemeny. And I'm Christina. This table is built by Black women and for Black women. So welcome to the table, C. How you doing, girl? I'm out here, and we're doing. <laughs> we're doing the things. <laughs> We are. I'm doing okay today. It has been a doozy of a mm-hmm. 2023. Lots, lots of ups, lots of downs, you know, level to the ground. Right. But here we are. How are you doing today? I'm good. I'm good. I'm in my um Annie. Um, you know, um, the sun will come out tomorrow. <laughs> Annie bag. So there you go. Yes. Okay, for those for those who do not have Patreon. You gotta keep up with my hairstyles listen, and fashions. We, today, today she is rocking these ringlet curls. I I have a truth table exclusive baseball cap upon my head, by the way. <laughs> so this too could be yours. This too could be yours. So that's what's going on today. Well, yes. you know, we, we have quite the discussion before us. Today. What's, the, what's on the table? What's on the table? <laughs> Dang, bruh. Dang, (laughs) that is literally the topic for today. What happens when we are disappointed by black men? And y'all know the the context for this, but it's a much larger conversation that I think that we're going to be able to have today by God's grace. And then I I pray that we handle it well um, and thoughtfully and um, yeah, with a whole lot of wisdom. So we're going to need, we're going to need the Lord to help us do that for sure. But Tell the people the context, if just in case they haven't been on this planet, what is the context for why in the middle of our Black Brother We Love You series, we have to now interrupt with a dang, dang bro. <laughs> We're rooting for you. Oh, in the words of Tyra Banks, in the words of <laughs> We Tyra. were rooting for you. <laughs> so, okay. So the context, y'all. Whew, I'm trying to figure out how I should start this. Okay. Okay, so True Table season premiere came out, you know, on uh, uh, March 25th. It was like, woo woo, rah rah, siskumba, you know, new uh, 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 new illustration, you know, thanks to cousin Aaron Robinson. Hey, Aaron, just black girl magic sprinkling it all over her her That's iPad right. and making That's it do right. what it do. However she do what she do. Okay, however, okay. Um, and uh, at this point, we 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 begin sneak peeks and stuff, and <laughs> we be a part of the process now. <laughs> but uh, anyway, we're we're excited. We're releasing now. We're like woo woo woo. We're ex- we we announce you know Black Brother, we love you. That's the the series. You know, um, you know, there's a lot of fanfare and buzz, and um, I'd say critical acclaim for Creed three. Um, and you know, there's this whole Jonathan Majors and Michael B. Jordan love fest all over the social media timeline. We are eating it up. We are gobbling it up. We are loving it. Okay. Come on, come on, black men, be friends. Come on, we, black okay. men, make we movies. It. Come we on, black it. men, we get, house, get on, a Hollywood star. Come on. Then on Saturday night, uh oh, the group chat. <laughs> 
starts well, lighting up. Well, yes, it did. Yes, it <laughs> did light up. Now. They're like, Jonathan Majors, you know, arrested. I was like, well, oh, I, I, I know like- the devil is alive. <laughs> I, know, I know the devil is alive. Uh-uh. Oh, listen. Listen like, listen, like we know him. Who arrested John John? Who arrested John John? Little John? Who lying on John John? Okay, listen. I was like, what? Well, I know this is a lie. What, 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 listen, what, what, what this? That was, that was my first ready, reaction. Ready to holler conspiracy theory. Ready. You know, and then I was like, okay, let me go ahead and read what they talking I about. Know, this was from TMZ. I know, I know TMZ, who has done is, some naughty things. Which is now a credible source though, over the years. It didn't used to be in the beginning, but over the years. After they well, broke the Michael Jackson death, that's when I was like, oh, snaps. They're credible. I know, okay. but they've also they've also been connected to some really unkind Yo, moments. You're- Yo, yeah. Anyway, so carry I'm just giving, on. I'm, carry on. giving y'all the real, real Listen, deal. And, and leave and leave us alone, TMZ. How about that? We're Please. not we're not TMZ famous, but I never want to be. So carry on. <laughs> uh, TMZ ain't trying to. They're like they ain't trying to roll with us, holy rollers. Listen, <laughs> we would we would be throwing holy oil at them. Like let me tell you about Jesus and the pardon of your sins. <laughs> Anyway, so, okay, so that's the context, just to let y'all know how we were feeling. So it was like, a, I remember it was like Saturday night. I was like, what? Uh-uh, what? Uh-uh. Nah, I got, what's going on? Okay, right, so right. let me actually read a little something from NPR <laughs> about some of the facts around <laughs> this news, okay? So it's not just, you know, our, you know, shenanigans. And so- uh, Come on, so, now. You, you're not going to let just Twitter inform you? Twitter's yeah, not going to be the- okay. We're okay. not going that. We don't believe right. in misinformation or disinformation at the I table. I know. Well, we, we so, try not to. We do well, our we best. Try. And so uh, on March 25th, uh, the police in New York City, I'm reading from an NPR article. Um, let me get the title. Actor Jonathan Majors was arrested on charges of assault and harassment. Okay. That's the title of the article. It was published on April 2nd, 2023. We will put the article in the show notes so that you all can read it for yourselves. Okay. Uh, so the police in New York City responded to a call late um, on Saturday morning, which was March 25th, for a dom- domestic dispute between a 33-year-old man who was majors and a 30-year-old woman. And at that point, the woman who had who has not been identified publicly told the police she had been assaulted. In a statement to NPR, the NYPD confirmed that police arrested majors and that the alleged victim quote, sustained minor injuries to her head and neck and was removed to an area hospital in stable condition. Okay. Um, Now this past week, uh, Jonathan Majors was arraigned in New York city on several charges that he assaulted and harassed a woman. Majors has been emerging, you know, as a force in Hollywood, as we, we spoke about. Um, Now I do want to get down to where he says he has, um, according to NPR, he's denied all the allegations through his lawyer, Priya Chaudhry. Chaudhry also told us it was Majors himself who called 911 over concerns for her mental health. Um, And then this past Wednesday, you know, the, his his defense attorney, Chaudhry, gave screenshots of a series of texts um, that are purported statements that the woman sent to majors, you know, um, actually taking back those allegations and recanting. This has not been independently verified, y'all. So we're just giving you what we have so far. OK, this is still under investigation. So they have not released the 911 tapes. We have not seen any images of, um, you know, of the uh, woman that. Uh, was allegedly um, assaulted. We don't have any of those facts yet. They have not been made public. Okay. So at this point, we, you know, we're kind of still in the dark. And so we have to wait to see um, what all the evidence um, shows and has, you know, uh, yeah, we got to see. We can't really um, make any conclusive 
you know, um, determination um, based off of what we see here. But we can speak to how we felt <laughs> um, when that listen, came out. So see, you, you know, I already gave a little something. How are you feeling when you heard this news? We don't usually do this type of thing, but we're, you, you, you know, truth table, we go and broaden this conversation, but we're just giving y'all some context to start the show. <laughs> right, so. right, right. So I felt, I felt like the, the suggested title for this time, which was dang, bruh. Now here's the thing, I, you know, and I, people know, have heard me talk about having a background in trauma therapy, all the That's things. Right. Some of my first, first earliest training was specifically in domestic violence. You don't have to convince me that that domestic violence is real oh, yeah. and that people that would surprise you have been harmful towards their partners in a variety of ways. Like I don't need sure. to be convinced of that. I also though am also believe firmly that what it means to believe people is that we hear their stories and that we u- utilize and reform in healthy trauma informed ways our criminal justice system to properly investigate allegations. So, so believing, believing someone does not mean that we uh, convict and try <laughs> and, and punish people right there on the street once they tell us that they, you know, that they, that they have been harmed, right? So I do believe in due process. And, and right. I think, and I do believe that that due process needs to be reevaluated as well, right? So mm-hmm. there is something deeply broken about the criminal justice system as it relates to its relationship with actual survivors and victims, et cetera. But well, we got to have process, you know? So I think, so my initial, um, I think I was at a wedding when I saw this on the phone. That's right. And I think, I feel like I had the phone, I was at a table with uh, my husband and Tyler Burns and his dear wife were at that table too. And I think we all kind of passed around the phone like, Lord, Lord, Lord. (laughs) It was very much like, listen, listen, everybody. (laughs) But it, it was like a, First of all, I do not know this man. I do not know Jonathan Majors. I do not know the woman who had, you know, the woman who's involved in this particular case. God bless them both. I do not know these people. But in that moment, it was as if I had gotten a report about my cousin. I was like, no, (laughs) no, no, no. And certainly I think that's rooted in the fact that, you know, black folks, we are collective people. And we also know, you know, we celebrate our collective wins, but we also know that if somebody mess up as the nature of this yeah. racist country yeah. that it's all wrapped together. It was, it was giving in that moment a bit of the DC sniper moment when we found, when we Ooh. all found out well, that the DC mercy. sniper was black. Ooh, and I was like, that was very, I was very like, Oh no, no, <laughs> no. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so that, that's, I, I was, I was feeling frustrated, shocked, uh, disappointed, like collectively disappointed. Right. All kinds of feels were coming out. How about for you, E? What were you thinking and feeling when you when this news story hit hit our our group chat, our ladies group chat? I was <laughs> like, uh, why? I was like, I know the devil is a lie. I was like, uh, uh-uh, uh, not now. Not my John John. My John. Uh, 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 uh. First of all, I was like, wait a minute, wait a minute. I was like, we just recorded a whole episode where we were doing lavishing all this love on him. What is happening? I was like, wait I was, a minute. I was, now. I was like, psych, psych. I, take I was like, oh, Lord. No, seriously, I was like, oh, Lord, not the brothers cutting up. I was like, wait a minute. Hold on, hold on. I was like, we just announced this series. <laughs> okay, and some of the sisters are a little tentative as is. And now. Listen, oh, as is. Tentative as is. They are tentative <laughs> as is. I was like, and now y'all going. And we just did a whole episode. <laughs> I was like, I was like, oh, God. I was like, oh, God. My production cap went on. I was like, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? Uh, how are we going to release this? Mm. <laughs> 
Well, well, we're gonna talk about it. I was like, we. I was like, what in the world? I was like, no. You know, so of course, but still feeling like very much that that fictive kinship, right? That that is a reality (laughs) for black folks, okay. And you're just like, wait, what? But I was like, no, it can't be. And I was like, and then I started reading. I was like, hmm, wait a minute. Well, hmm, I don't know. Well, I don't know. It could be. It could not be. It's a legend. We don't know. know. We gotta wait for the facts, right? We gotta wait for the facts. And and I, I listen. And I I am firmly in the believe women can't. But to C's point, and I agree, is that. Believe women is not to short circuit the justice system as bunk and as whack Come on. as it is, particularly There's no denial when here. black folks you know interface with the criminal justice system, and especially when black men interface with it, especially in these types of dis- domestic um, situations. Let me say, you know, it's always either and and, there, and there's just this. Uh, my blood pressure started rising because I, I, I immediately think back. My mind goes all the way back to Emmett Till, right? Sure. And that white woman lying on him, you know. Um, and I'm not suggesting that's what's happening here, although this woman is white, you know. Um, we don't know, right? We don't know what what's what. We don't know. We, we got to wait for the investigation to actually bear out all the facts and the evidence. But you do think about that and you go, whoo, what, what happened? What, it's, it's just a lot to process. It really was a lot to process and to take in. And my heart was just so heavy. I was like, no. And so- I just, I really am just praying that justice comes yeah. forth and that yeah. the truth would come forth as well. And that whoever is due justice, whoever is due whole restoration would get that rest, that restorative justice, whoever that is. Um, but the reality of being in this racist country is that if, if in, um, Majors is exonerated and found in, innocent, his reputation is still sullied, right? Well, He's uh, yeah. already... Okay, go ahead. See, no, 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 no. I was, yeah. I was agreeing with you, and I, yeah. I was thinking like what it takes to build a reputation, and also what it takes to tear one, tear it down. And I would say this, you know, my heart is grieved for a woman who, if 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 the worst of the allegations are true, that's right. Then I am grieved for Absolutely. this woman who endured this physical pain and degradation and my heart is broken for her oh, absolutely and and my heart is also broken for the lack of character and self-control and kindness and wisdom in which uh, it takes in order to harm someone in that way for this for this for for majors if that is if that's the case if that is what it is you know so i think you know our, our empathy has to go first and foremost towards people who have been harmed towards the victims but but we but in that we actually do need to acknowledge out loud our disappointment of towards the people who have done the harm. That's if we right. don't reckon with that out loud, then we end up circling around them implicitly and explicitly and protecting them uh, from 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 the necessary accountability that comes for their actions. Right. So when we don't say out loud that we are disappointed in what we thought we knew about someone and we don't name it, name that for what it is, then we can find ourselves unconsciously circling around, protecting, checking out of the conversation, right? And disappointment is fair. It is fair for us to be disappointed when we learn something about someone because we only know people to the degree that in we part. know them. <laughs> in, in, part. Part. In, in part. And here's the thing. And we actually don't know and this don't man know at all. <laughs> We don't know him at all. 
we don't know this man and I don't know this woman and I don't know these officers. We don't know these people. We don't know these people. This, this is a moment in like, we actually don't know celebrities. <laughs> We don't know. know celebrities. You know, and he also, he just came on this. Well, he's he been grinding for years, right? But just came right. onto the scene really like in a Mainstream. major way, right? For so sure. we haven't seen him through the years. Yeah. We haven't gotten this. You know, we have, this is not an Angela Bassett yet, you know, caliber yeah. yet. This is not a Denzel yet. Remember, we've seen these people for decades, okay? Yeah, and yeah, so, yeah. Yeah, uh, he's really new. He's a new kid on the well, block. Well, and it's also an example of this. I remember we had a conversation about this when it happened that, you know, if the Lord has given you the grace of time to repent for something that you have done in the past, even if you think like, oh, it was so That's long right. ago or, you know, and we deal with a lot of, a lot of leaders politically, pastorally, organizationally. That's kind of the world I live in. And I know people who have said things and done things that were out of pocket and it has not come to light yet. And yet today is another day of grace. For you. Right. And so this is another reminder in this story, because what ended up happening is that when the TMZ story broke, people who went to school with him or people who kind of yes. who, who, who claim to know. And again, I don't know. I don't I don't personally know any of if, if these things are true. But what began to happen is that you got all these tweets about like, yeah, I told y'all he was crazy. Like, you know, all of that started to happen. And, and I begin to think about folks I know where there has been a, a long suffering grace. An opportunity to apologize, an opportunity to repent, because because at some point what you do in the dark will come to light and people who have experienced it are ready with their receipts. Yes, they are. They are ready with their receipts. So today is a good day. Let this be. Let this Let's be, be a word day of, of encouragement <laughs> to send some text messages, make some phone calls, open up your wallet, make some repair. You know, and and I had to, and all of us I think have to search ourselves to be like. Is there harm that I have done? You know, I use a restorative justice model. What are the harms that have been done? How am I responsible for these harms? What would it look like to repair them? Because it became clear that there are some folks who feel like he's got some historical harms. Again, I don't know if they're true, but they were ready with those receipts once this TMZ story dropped. And yeah. I think there's a lesson in it for everyone That's true. <laughs> about get your house in order. Now, on one of the receipt holders, I will say the receipt holder actually did say this, actually, uh, Actually, over a month prior to, I will say that. Mm -hmm. And then it did come to light. But yes, yeah. to your point, then everybody else started to come out of the woodworks. But there is one person. Um, on, I don't remember the person's name. I was going to say. No, was that, was, that, was that the person who actually said the person's name? Because there was someone who said, like, there's somebody that everybody really likes right now. Yeah, no, initially, yeah, initially that person did not say the person's name. You know, yeah. probably because everybody was liking that person if they said their name. Like, oh, you a liar. But I mean, I think that's a receipt, but also it's kind of like, I don't know. There's probably a lot of sketchy people. I don't, I don't know. I but, no, but then he, but the, the person did come back and say, yes, and this is the person. The reason why I couldn't say it was because, yeah. But, but yeah, but yeah. all that to say, um, I think, well, let, you know what, let's, this is a good point to take a commercial break. And then when we come back, we're going to talk, we're going to talk more. Yeah. We're talk I, more I, I think this conversation happens. is bigger. It's much than bigger than Jonathan Major. Yeah. It's much bigger than John John. So um, don't <laughs> go nowhere, y'all. Keep it locked. We'll be right back. The Davenports by Crystal Marquis delivers a totally escapist, swoon-worthy romance while offering a glimpse into a period of African-American history often overlooked. The Davenports are one of the few Black families of immense wealth and status in a changing United States. Their fortune, made through the entrepreneurship of William Davenport, a formerly enslaved man who founded the Davenport Carriage Company years ago. Now it's 1910. 
and the Davenports live surrounded by servants, crystal chandeliers, and endless parties finding their way and finding love, even when they are not supposed to. Inspired by the real-life story of the Patterson family, The Davenports is the tale of four determined and passionate young Black women discovering the courage to steer their own path in life and in love. By The Davenports, by Crystal Marquis, wherever books are sold. Our NAACP Image Award-nominated book, Truth's Table, Black Women's Musings on Life, Love, and Liberation is making waves and shifting culture. I closed this book feeling like I had just partaken in a multi-course meal filled with grace and the courage to carry on. And I believe you'll finish this book feeling the same way. Morgan Harper Nichols, artist and poet. Buy Truth's Table, Black Women's Musings on Life, Love, and Liberation at our website or wherever books are sold. And we are back at the table talking about, dang, brother, dang, dang, you let us down. <laughs> we were rooting for you. Oh my God. So, <laughs> so, so we've acknowledged, we don't know, we don't know, we don't know John John. We've given this man a nickname. We don't know him. We, on a personal level. We don't know we, John John. And, and, and we're like everyone else looking for the facts of the case and all the, all the things to happen. And we want justice to be done. We want women to be dignified and honored and respected amen to all of that so lord have your way (laughs) and expose what needs to be exposed um so that so that's so we're so we're team justice as typical as as is our practice on on all the things but um but why but why do you think akimini this knowing that we don't know him why do you think this struck a chord with black women Black women, the way that it seems to have from social media and from our conversations, as if we know all the Black women in America, we don't. But you get my point. I know. Why do you believe that it struck such a chord? Why there was such a heart cry about this particular incident? And and also, can you think of others that have, have felt similar? Yeah. So, you know, when I, oh yeah. So when I think about this, actually, I think about immediately about our truth table sisters and some, not all. Um, the majority of the sisters were actually really happy about the series and like, oh, I can't wait, you know, to hear what y'all gonna do, you know, with this series about black brothers, uh, black brother, we love you, right? But there were there was a, a small percentage that were like, which I'm grateful for their honesty, like, I don't know about this, or or like, why, like, I don't know, like, you know, like, but after listening to the episode, I was like, okay, I get it, but I'm still kind of <laughs> on the fence, you know, about this. So I actually thought about them immediately and like did this kind of did this news confirm maybe their greatest fears you know or suspicions on see this why we don't need to be lifting them up like this or see this why you know and so I kind of was I was thinking about them I was thinking about perhaps maybe they've maybe they've been experienced harm you know, at the at the hands of, of black men at some point in their lives or through some juncture of their lives. Um, and, you know, human beings going human being, right? Um, and so I thought about that initially. And so I was like, oh, you know, how do we, what would this look like? That's why I was like, Lord, if y'all brothers don't act right, what's going on? you know but but we contain multitudes right we gotta wrestle with this tension and i think that's the undercurrent of this season right is this tension of like table built by black women for black women but we're celebrating black men but there's this tension 
You know, and, and, and this this season is, is an intervention into that tension, yeah. you know, that we deal with, right? Yeah. Brothers of whom we love, but we do at times experience harm. And they also do experience harm from us. And what do we do with that? So I thought about that. Then I think about why does it hit us? in such a more of a macro way. That's right. I think when we think, you know, I, in that episode, the Creed episode, I talked about the Lost Boys and I talked about how, and and because this came out, this news came out, we couldn't use that very good clip. Okay. I just want to say that as a pretty much, we couldn't use the clip because <laughs> of the news, but I'm going to say it again here. <laughs> Talk about how um, uh, Michael B. Jordan and uh, uh, Jonathan Majors represent uh, I think for us as the lost boys, you know, the lost boys that have been lost to the carceral system, the lost boys that have been lost to gun violence, um, the lost boys who have been lost to toxic masculine masculinity, right? Mm-hmm. Who didn't get the opportunity or the latitude and the liberty to be who yeah. they are, carefree black boys, right? Mm-hmm. Nerdy black boys. Mm-hmm. Anime uh, loving, yeah. Anime loving ba- black boys, black mm-hmm. boys who love theater, black boys who love dance, ballet even. Black boys, you fill in the blank, you know? And so I think, or or, or um, um, potential spouses, come on, then let's talk about it. Then let's walk down that street, right? Whoever, whatever your, your, your thing is, <laughs> Whoever, because there's a way in which we do project onto and into celebrities, right? Uh, and it's no different with uh, black celebrities. And these, you know, there's a reason why Michael B. Jordan and Jonathan Majors are the the cat's meow, as they used to say back in the day. You know, <laughs> right, right what, now. What day was that? 1810. Yeah, it's even before my time. But you know, you know, I've been here before. I've been here. Before. The cat's it's, meow. The cat's meow. Um, <laughs> but um, you know, there is that. I think so. It's it's like oh, another one, you know. And then you see, and, and it's like the, the inner the juxtaposition of him with the carceral system is a serious trigger, you know. Um, right. I think oh, for right. for all of us, for all of us collectively, but it's huge. It's like oh, not another one, not you, not mm-hmm. you. You know what yeah. I mean? I thought I, I thought I thought you we, I thought we, we saved you. I, I, we thought you were the remnant, right? Like you know what I'm saying? Because mm-hmm. there's, there's only a few. Right. You know, and so so it, it, I think that's why, you know, it strikes mm-hmm. a chord um, because Jonathan and, and, uh, and this, I'll just say Jonathan, but Michael B. Jordan, they're like a proxy, I think, for whatever, whatever void, whatever that male figure is that's missing in, in um, say, a black woman's life or even a man's life, whatever, whatever that the big bro, the, whoever, you know, that they stand there like they serve as a proxy for better or worse. You know, so that's my theory. That's my, my thoughts. You know, see, what are yours? Yeah. 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 I mean, I, I agree with you. I think they do, they serve as a, as a uh, emotional proxy Mm. for a lot of people. I also think that, um, I think for some, you know, psychology one-on-one, right. We talk about things like confirmation bias and there's a way in which, um, if you're already kind of hardwired set up or conditioned to see a, a particular group in a certain way, you you pull for the evidence to validate <laughs> the issue that you already have, right? So if That's you're in, right. so if you are if you are camp, black men are tripping, 
if your camp, right. if your camp, if you that's the, if that's your camp, and some women are like, no, I'm not, but I'm like, you know, right now, ask the Lord to search you and see if that's your camp. Your camp, black men are tripping. I got issues with black men. Then when moments like this happen, that's it, right. That comp, it leans in and it goes, ah, oh, dang, brother, as in all our brothers, this is who all of right. our brothers are, right? And to whatever extent that represents kind of your framing and and how you think about black men, then this is going to be an additional file in that file cabinet to support this theory that there is something broken. That's right. And, and black men in America. Now I reject that, mm-hmm, but I, mm-hmm. I'm still, I'm still, I'm still, I reject a, that too, I'm, I'm still like, you know, I'm still dang brother. Cause darn it. <laughs> I understand one because domestic brother. violence is evil and I want it to stop. Absolutely. And, and also because, you know, we were rooting for you. Right. And it's deeply disappointing. And I also know that even if this person happened to be innocent, I know that's a shocking paradigm, but even if it happened to be innocent, I know, I know the nature the setup of, of, of what it means when a reputation is, is, is destroyed uh, particularly right. for a black man. So, um, so yes, dang brother is very real, but also, so is confirmation bias. I think the mm-hmm. other thing that we have to reckon with too, is that we are real people with real relationships. Black women are right. And there is a sense in which we have to think about the ways in which on our personal lives, there have been black men, black men who have disappointed us, mm. who have not protected us, who've not come through for us, who've not validated us, who've not seen us, who've not That's given right. us our due. There's there is a need for kind of an emotional reparation. That's right. Communally. We need right? reparations for the pain. Mm-hmm. To see, to see for black men to to overtly see black women, to acknowledge them. You know, I'm, I often think about, uh, you know, um, Sojourner Truth and Frederick Douglass's correspondence, right? Douglass writes her this note that says, you know, you have labored uh, in the dark. You have labored in ways that no one has seen. I have labored out front. People have given me accolades. Right. They have, they have adored me. He goes on, he, he's owning it. He's owning it. I have been, I've been given something that you have not been given, likely rooted in the fact of obviously colorism dynamics, Frederick Douglass as a lighter skinned black man, mm-hmm. biracial, um, but also uh, with his own kind of educational attainment, his ability to kind of work in this system, That's his, right. you know, his aesthetic beauty, his beauty privilege was very real for Frederick Douglass, the most man of his time and he was given all these different access points in a lot of ways because there were women white women who found him to be attractive that's just frankly that's part of the dynamic that helped frederick Douglass as well as his deep intellect right Mm -hmm. and he acknowledges that to sojourner truth he's like hey i i've been given an access and privilege that you have not been given but i want to stop and honor you right now that's right and we see that dynamic as well at other times with black men in in the movement honoring women like frederick Douglass as well or ida b wells as we move forward in history and that is such an important thing why because black women have represented the backbone they have represented the behind the scene spine strength uh, for these Absolutely. movements, doing doing uh, doing the gritty work, the painful work. When I think about someone like a Rosa Parks, and oftentimes there's people people have some weird ways of thinking about Rosa Parks' legacy, but she is somebody without without any caveats or apologies. I'm like, oh, you must not know about Rosa Parks. I mean, Rosa mm-hmm. Parks, long before she didn't give up her seat, risked risked her life in safety defending sexual assault black victims throughout the deep south this is a woman yes, who did. had great strength great Courageous. integrity Courageous. and it was 
certainly fashioned for that particular moment uh, to not give up her seat on the bus. I mean, long receipts, long mm-hmm. receipts of justice she had. And yet we don't think of her first and foremost at times when we think about the civil rights movement. And not only was she thinking about Black people's access, economic access and transportation access, but also thinking about this issue of, of sexual and bodily agency as she stood up for Black women who had been sexually assaulted in the mm-hmm. Deep South. So those are, there are so many, so many Black women who um, are waiting for their due respect and validation from Black men. And so we have to just be honest about that and name that. And I think for our sisters, and it's not many of them who said this, but the ones who were super honest that were like, I don't know about this series. I think that that is not rooted in their bitterness. I think, that, I think that comes from a reality of saying like, there's some debts over here. There's some That's debts. Right. Emo- there's some emotional debts That's over right. here. There are. And, and here's the thing. There and is, we will not gaslight you here. Yeah, table. we won't gaslight you. And there is grace to repair this. It's amazing to me. We talked about this the other day, just not, not on the show, but just like our real friendship. We talked about this, how um, relational breaches are healed in relationships, that's, right? That's right. We just talked and about so mm-hmm. it's so powerful. So even if you're listening to this right now, if you are a black man, we know we got a lot of black men who listen to Truth's Table, a black man of integrity and kindness. And I know there are many, 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 many of you. Many. You are not an odd <laughs> being. I know there are many, many of you that you have the power to through your words and the legacy of of Douglas and others through your words to say I see you I affirm you I affirm you you have taught me you have made you have sharpened me you have made me you deserve protection uh, you are not you're not crazy you're not you over to the be top. celebrated you're not too much you know right. and and again it is not because we um, are patriots and we feel like men's voices are more important than women's voices, but in a community, it is necessary it is. that different community members say, I see you. Mm-hmm. And it is important that black men within our community say to black women in our community, I see you, you deserve safety. You deserve validation right. and protection. And because we have a wound, because there is a very real wound, there is a wound. and there is a lack of that. When a case like this happens, it <sighs> cuts, it cuts Deep, deep. It cuts deep, and I'm saying this as somebody who, who is who is uh, looking for the black boy joy, and who is eager to affirm black men That's and right. to acknowledge their gifts and abilities, and the fact that we we need black men in this world to show up in all their beauty and creativity that God has given them. And yet, I can acknowledge fully that there is emotional debt. That is that's still on the table that has got to be paid in the recognition from black men to black women of their beauty, their ability, their skills, their talent. Yeah. And I think the what why it why it feels like such a a violation and a betrayal, particularly when in relationship with black men, you know, when these types of, you know, some sort of domestic or something happens or just a just a complete ignoring or erasure, right? You know, of not seeing a black woman. It is so painful. It is a deep betrayal and a deep violation because we are, we are, which I've already said this on the first episode, that we are connected covenantally, period. Like, you know, it is a symbiotic connection. And so when we don't feel that and that wound, you know, is not attended to and is not cared for, um, that's not to say that you are savior, you Jesus. And we're not saying that, you know, but we owe one another. We, you know, we got, we got to love one another. We got to see, you know, one another. I, it, it reminds me of a, 
uh, Nikki Giovanni and the late James Baldwin's conversation, um, which is one of my favorite, it is probably one of my favorite like public intellectual conversations. She's like, you know, she's talking to James Baldwin, talking about like, yeah, 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 you go out there and you perform, you out, you're all nice to all the white people out there. But then when you come back, I get the strife. I get the aggression. I get the pain. She's like, lie to me. Lie to me. Hey, Perform Nikki, for Nikki, me. Listen, Nikki, and James Nikki, is like, well, I can't do that. Oh, no, 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 no. Oh, yeah, you can. You must. <laughs> you that. must. Ooh, you know, and, and, she was super young in that. Oh, she was so class. young. She was and, so young. And listen, and, and she gobbled him up. And, you know, <laughs> I know. The, listen, the the beloved James it, Baldwin, it, she uh, got him together. And he was like, <laughs> okay, okay. He had, to, he had to think about it because he was like, yeah, because she was right. No, because I get the pain. I get the, you know, because we got it. We work out a lot of our racial trauma. For sure. For for worse. For sure. <laughs> worse. With each other. You know, God willing, we do it in healthy ways, in ways that are affirming, in ways that are challenging, in ways that call us to accountability, not at the end of each other's fists, not at the end of each other's sharp swords that we have for tongues. No, 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 no. That's not the way we ought to do that. But we do need to be able to say, no, you need to show up for me (laughs) and I need to show up for you because we have both been harmed by this white supremacist uh, uh, nation you know, and these mechanisms of oppression that continue to grind us, right? Grind on us, you know? So before we go, I do want to throw this out. I want to pull this out, these um, paradigms, you know, that that I, that as I was thinking about this, have come to mind. Yeah. When do we know, see, when to call in, call out, or cast out? <laughs> you guys, you know, there's cancel culture, you know, but how do we know when to call cancel in, to call out, and to cast out, you know? Um, and yeah. What what are the con- the conditions? Would you say just spitballing it? Yeah. What are yeah. your thoughts? So, and are you saying socially or within broader socially or within oh, well, the context of the covenant? Within the church, yeah, within or? our community. Well, I'm thinking more so within our community. Obviously, overlaid, you know, um, within our Christian, you know, theological. Yeah. You know, so you're, you think, you're just thinking broadly, black folks, black, black folks. folks. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, but think about brothers, right? So when when the sister, you know, yeah, yeah, just our dynamic, you know, between the genders, if you will. Yeah. I mean, we are, we are our brothers. And so I, you know, I, I can't cast out black mm-hmm. men any more than I can cast out myself. Mm-hmm. I just think mm-hmm. that for me, that's just not even an option. It's mm-hmm. just not on mm-hmm. the table mm-hmm. um, to when I think about the, just for me, the mental imagery of, 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 of a group of people going through the doors in Ghana and just the west western coast of Africa, the doors That's of right. no return, and stripped down bare and the sounds of those chains, looking to your left and to your right, and who do you see? You see men and women together that um, we just, we, we, we have a shared uh, joy and trauma, and yeah. I'm not willing to give up my kindred. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's just, that's mm-hmm. just, that's the street mm-hmm. I live on. Mm-hmm. Now I do believe in that love looks like accountability and this is for all of us. And this is why I think that there are only certain conversations that are just, I mean, they're family conversations. They're like closed door, family <laughs> conversations. Yes. We believe Have in a that. seat, we believe, sit down. We believe in that. Um, and, and, and it's one of the things I loved about, you know, going to the HBCU because there were times when we could have conversations on that campus in ways or whether it was in a classroom or whether it was in an event sponsored by an organization, whether it was in our hallways, right. That we just could never have 
anywhere else, else. Yeah, sure. mm-hmm. <laughs> anywhere else yeah. where you could kind of get people together like oh well that is definitely internalized racism what you just said you know That's we right. could kind of but but we would not do that in a public format right sure. i think there's a space for that and there's a need for these family meetings i long for the the generation that is older than us to convene us together. Now, maybe I would love for that to happen. That is, you know, and, and I'll let you know mm-hmm. as, as somebody who's a young exer, I am not offended by institutional <laughs> by yeah. institutional dynamics. And I do think there's a need. I think one of the things that's that's real jacked up right now is that we do not have a multi generational and dare I say even deferential and honorable approach to understanding the need to have somebody who represents the elder, the mother of the community, the father that says, we don't have this town meeting, sit down. Doesn't mean you know, doesn't mean you have all the wisdom, but you you are communally the one who convenes it. That's right. And I honor my elders in that sense. And I, and and if you are an elder convener, hello, (laughs) convene us together. (laughs) In your particular neighborhood, your particular community, convene the community together as one of our esteemed elders. You have the, um, you have the, the the cultural charge to do such, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm sorry for the ways in which we have not given honor where honor is due to our elders, right? right? And I recognize some of our elders don't act honorably sometimes, so I get it. That's right. But we do need that convening of the meeting. I would always say that we need to call in mm-hmm. for the sake of love. Mm-hmm. And calling in is actually the harder work to do. Calling out and casting out, that's the easiest that's work easy. to do. It is so emotionally easy to be like, I'm done with you. They suck, whatever. That, that's, that's the easiest, most self-protective, uncostly uh, in the short term. In the long term, mm-hmm. it's incredibly mm-hmm. costly. But in the short term, that's, that's the easiest cheat sheet way to function when it comes to being let down by other human beings. But calling people in, now that takes love. That takes That takes patience. Mm-hmm. That takes the risk of disappointment because you call them in. They said they changed. Now, did they really change? And I will tell you that loving any human being is risky business. We only have the same. The only, the only, the only being that is is truly that truly comes without risk to love is the one who is love. That's God, right? That's right. And even in God, we feel earthly disappointments, right? That's right. But love is always a risk. It mm-hmm. is always a risk. And yet it's what we are called to, to love people. So I would say that love requires calling people in and calling them out in ways that they can, calling them out in ways that they can actually hear. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that is, um, and that's not tone police. That's not respectability politics. That's called wisdom. Mm-hmm. Because what it takes to to send a message in a way that will be heard by a particular person is the cost of love in community building. That's right. So, so that's my long, mm-hmm. my, my long rant on that, Kimini. But I, but I'm, I am of the calling in the restorative right. justice. And if I don't call you in, I don't give you an opportunity to pay the debt that you owe. That's right. That's right. That's true. That's true. You're right. You're right. So what are your, what are your thoughts about that? Yeah. So when I think about calling in, I think that even, you know, I think I actually think about, um, uh, Titus, Titus three, um, blah, blah, blah. It, let me see. I think it's three ten that talks about warn a divisive person once then warn them a second time after that have nothing to do with them. Right. And so I think in the same vein, I don't think that, I think the only person that really gets the cast out on ultimately is the thrice holy God. 
<laughs> and you don't want the thrice holy God to cast you out because he's going to cast you out into hell. You don't want that. Oh. Um, hell, what is that? That's not a real thing. Carry on. Yeah, we believe in hell here at Truth. <laughs> oh my God. We believe in justice. Hello, Golly, y'all. We believe in justice, y'all. We do. First. We I, don't know, do. I don't know all the ins and outs of it, but I do know one thing that God is the judge. We do believe that the wicked will pay if they don't repent. We, we believe that. We believe that. And so, um, um, so we, yeah, ultimately we don't get, we don't get to cancel people because, you know, you know, God done, done cancel us, you know, uh, you know, you know, uh, until judgment, hey, 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 God's the only one that gets to cancel us. How about that? Let me just say it that way, you know, but calling in. So even the warning, warning is a grace, you know, to us. It is a grace to us if we have ears and eyes to receive it, ears to receive it, eyes to perceive it, to see it. You know what I mean? Um, and so I That's think right. calling in requires love. It requires grace That's and right. it does require truth and patience, right? You know, fruits of the spirit. This thing called the fruits of the spirit. You can find in Galatians 5, 22 and 23. Come on now. Come on now. So, um, because you're right, when you're calling in, it's like, okay, now we got to strive together. Now I got to be patient with this person. My they got to be patient with me too. I, right? I can't do this in my own strength. Exactly. I can't do this in my own strength. And now hopefully when you're you're calling in this person, I hope that you're also uh, uh, praying for this person too, yeah. right? And, and safely calling in. I mean, we don't, I don't call a, I don't call a hungry lion into my house. What I mean by that is, oh, someone, yeah. is if someone is actively harmful. No. <laughs> no, 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 no. You need boundaries. You know, you, you can, you, you, you can, you can pray for that person in a, you know, and give, give them over to the Lord, but we're not talking about, you know, calling in somebody that's abused you. No, that's, no, not, no, no. that's not no, what we're saying. No, we're no. saying go to that's, the authority. That's somebody else's missional that's, assignment. You yeah, we're not. Me. Yeah, I do. I do want to make sure you put that caveat in. That's important for people to know that. Um, but so, yeah, I think you, you got to have the, those yeah. fruits that love it. This is a supernatural thing to be able to call in, but to call out, right. It's to like, wait a minute. I think, I think that kind of happens when you've, you, you, you've called the person in maybe, you know, sometimes and the person still won't turn. It's still not changing. Like, you know, but you have a relationship with this person. So yeah. you have the relational, the relationship, uh, relational capital to actually call this person out. That's right. You know, and call them out and lift them to God. <laughs> you know, I think when you're calling out, there is a bit of a boundary, you know, set up, you know, it's like, all right. Cause, cause we can't cast out. So that's not a cat. That's not a category on the table now. So just call in or call out. Right. You know, but I think that there is a boundary that's listed up. Like, okay. I didn't, I know I don't want this person. I don't want them twice. You know, and the Bible said nothing to do with them now, you know, so, but I'm, I'm going to give you over to the Lord. And I trust that so long as you have breath in your body, that's the Holy right. Ghost can get you together. That's that God right. can draw you and then can work it out. You know, it can heal you. Right. You know what I mean? You're, you're never, it's, it's never over. It's never over until you draw that last breath and you stand before God, right? Yeah. Um, so I think that those are kind of helpful categories. You know, when I was thinking about cast out, I do think about the cancellations and the way, you know, think of, think of you know, the many people, you know, yeah. um, in our community that have let us down, like a Cosby, you know, and R. Kelly and, you know, and what do we do? And just that disappointment. All, all, the, all these disappointments, you know, that we've, people that have let us down, you know, yeah. that let us down, you know, perpetually, you know, but um but it's There's not no for doubt us to, about it but it's not for us to cast out it, it is for god to do that as hard as that is as far as our our flesh wants to cast people and cast yeah them out, yeah it's not for us to do that you know yeah, so yeah they, i mean so yeah there is um 
there is an opportunity for repair and redemption in ways that are properly boundary based on people's issues. You know? That's right. But even that call out piece that you talked about, you know, we um, when we don't open ourselves up to actual accountability, we leave people with with not many options about how to get us together. That's right. If can't nobody tell you nothing, right? And you won't listen for whatever reasons you've made up. Like and you got to escalate. Like for example, I don't I don't listen to women authoritatively on any topic. Well, then you're going to have problems. Then you shouldn't be surprised when you get called out on the internet, right? That's so, right. And I think and again, that's not my I that, that's not my go-to. I'm not a person who It's not the um, best way to do it. But. Yeah, I'm not a person who's likely to get on the internet and be like, you know, XYZ whatever. But I will say I will tell you this. It is a and a buddy of ours reminded of this. That is one of the one of the means of bringing due recognition to an issue yes. when you have tried when you other have tried way. other yeah. ways and so oftentimes when you do see a call out happening publicly particularly on on known figures it is after there have been attempts made there multiple have been emails and letters and meetings and all the things um, these kind of private attempts to call in right and i think this again this it always comes back to us what is god saying to us like what is what is, what what's the wrestling that needs to take place in our heart and our minds and our soul and i would say am i the kind of person that is open to a call in correction or do i have to be called out mhm you know, mm-hmm. it, do I have That's enough right. sensitivity and humility to know that everyone who is lifting up a correction to me is not out to it's get me? It's not a hater. Everything is not hateration. Everything right. is not. That, that is my least favorite genre of theology is hater theology. My God. <laughs> Everybody doesn't hate you. You are not that important. Are you Jesus? Please stop. I, I, that, my least favorite genre. I just want to say that. Hateration, hateration. I know. I mean, no, 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 don't get me wrong. We've been lied on, talked about, rebuked, scorned, show as we your boy. The, 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 song, the songs make sense. You know, they, as you get older, they make sense. But to your point, absolutely. Sometimes there's some things that we need to reevaluate. And so, can we be called in so that we don't have to be called out? And I just, that's my prayer for all of us as yeah, we're listening amen. in today is that is to maintain a humility and sensitivity in the surrounding of people who we know don't seek to harm us. But to, but us, seek to see exactly who want us to flourish, can they call us in so that we don't have to be called, called out? out. We on front street, you know what I'm that's saying? Right. So, so that's that on Amen. today. Amen. That's it. Well, I mean, I hope all hearts and minds are clear. I mean, I feel better. I after feel talking better. Through this because I, <laughs> I was stressed. I was stressed, y'all. Yes, yes. Let's, you know, we we going, the Holy Ghost going to help us. Holy Ghost going to help us. Well, of course, I want to thank you all for taking a seat at the table with us this week. Let's keep the conversation going. Tweet us your thoughts. Well, Twitter's still a thing, but tweet us your thoughts about, dang, brother, (laughs) you let us down. Um, Using the hashtag truth table, black women, we have a Black Women's Facebook Discipleship Group, so y'all can follow Truth Table on Facebook. Join our Facebook Discipleship Group now. Invite your homegirls to follow and make sure you answer all the questions, y'all, every single one, okay? And agree to the group rules, I'm just saying. Okay, follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Truth Table, and email us your thoughts at asktruthstable at gmail.com. Don't forget to rate and review the show on iTunes and subscribe on your favorite podcast player. Truth Table has a Patreon account, so y'all can send your love offerings to patreon.com slash truthstable. 
Or you can bless us at our PayPal, which is paypal.me slash truthstable. Truthstable's audio producer is Joshua Heath. Our video producer is Daryl Bradford. And Truthstable's executive producers and hosts are Kemini Uwan and Christina Edmondson. We'll see you soon on the next Truth Table. Bye, y'all.